Hello and welcome to episode number 105 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host Aaron Vaughn and this is a show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand a card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs. Also we will have a weekly segment called Kurt Facts where my brother Curtis researches some players from the previous episode and shares those interesting facts on with y'all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at RippingWaxPacks. Our email is RippingWaxPacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is RippingWaxPacks. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us, and we would be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any way that we can. Also, please give a listen to our sister podcast, CBs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast produced by Curtis and me. It comes out once a month, sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs they might want to look further into. Check it out right after you listen to this podcast and like, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Remember, for both podcasts, if you like comment, subscribe, or review, your name will be put into a random drawing for pre- free prizes each episode. For AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast, you'll receive cards from the podcast and free wax packs. For CV's Tend to Check Out, you'll receive some kind of prize that has to do with music, so join in on the fun. Uh, today, we will be discussing 1996 Leaf Baseball, um, and we'll tell you a little bit about that, and uh, then we'll have our Kurt Facts segment, and then we will... Uh, rip open the pack, 1996 Leaf, and uh, we will also um, have actually an extra rip or two for you today. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my daughters, Nora Marley and Addie Vaughn. Uh, if you didn't know, if you listen to this, I've got listeners all over the world actually, um, unbelievably, but <laughs> they, they do uh, listen from all over the world in different countries, so that's pretty cool. Um, they gave me a shirt. Uh, that was supposed to be here for Christmas for the 100th episode. It didn't come in time. It finally came in. And on YouTube, I'll show you during that segment what the uh, shirt looks like. I'll try to do the best I can to show you. But it says, AV's Ripping Wax Packs on the front. And then the back it says, um, episode 100. Uh, unbelievable. Never thought that was coming. Coolest present. So thanks, Nora, Marley, and Addie. Those are my uh, identical triplet daughters. And uh, um unbelievable thought there. Uh, such a loving thing. <laughs> Appreciate it. I uh, wanted to give you all a shout out. So thanks girls. Love y'all. Um, all right. So um, we'll do our description here. Then we'll get to the Kurt facts and then we'll uh, rip open the pack on YouTube and a couple other packs and we'll finish up the podcast. So um, first of all, the description of 1996 Leaf, it was a 220 card set released in May 1996. For the first time, Leaf was released as a single series, so I didn't know that was the first time. Didn't know that. Um, the main selling point on this one was the large number of serial number inserts. That's why I called this uh, podcast Serial Numbered Inserts Galore or something like that. Um, this was a point of focus and, emph- uh, and emphasis by card companies um, during this time period because they had all the, the numbered cards. That's what we're talking about. So um, there were so many different uh, inserts that had numbers on them. So they had bronze press proof that were numbered to 2,000 silver press proofs, numbered to 1,000 gold press proof, numbered to 500. They had 22K 
gold leaf stars numbered 2,500, hats off cards numbered to 5,000. Um, and the, if you look online, I'll give you the odds of those. But um, it seems like there were so many that a lot of them don't have a lot of, uh, they don't have a lot of value, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but I'm sure there are some that do. But there were some that were numbered to 5,000. It wasn't like there were any numbered to 10 or, you know, one out of one or one out of five. There, You could still get quite a few copies and there were decent odds of getting these. But that was a big thing at the time that they were starting with those numbered cards, the uh, serial numbered inserts. So, so we're going to look for some serial numbered inserts, see if we can find some of those. If not, you know, always finding... Um, Stars and Hall of Famers. Uh, dis the distribution of these uh, 1996 Leaf baseball um, hobby packs were uh, 30 packs per box, uh, 2012 cards per pack. There was a retail version. There were two different retail versions. One was 36 packs per box, 12 cards per pack, and another version, version two, 24 packs per box, 12 cards per pack. Uh, it says the marketing purpose behind the smaller 24 uh, pack slash box productions not clear. It was not a jumbo version as these packs held the same number of cards, which is 12, as the larger retail product. So still not quite sure. If anybody knows about that, let us know. Um, and uh, some of the inserts and um, serial number cards were um, exclusive to certain hobby packs and hobby boxes and stuff like that, just depending on which one you got. You can look that stuff up all online. Um, there was actually... Um, some cards printed on acetate and were die cut to look like a compact disc, which is actually pretty cool. Those are Frank Thomas greatest hits that would be neat to see. Uh, so hopefully maybe we'll get one of those, but not a lot of cards in the pack. Um, I think it said 12 cards. I'd have to look at it again. Um, we got here. Yeah, we'll have to just open it and see. Yeah, 12. It says 12 at the bottom. So we'll get to that when we get to the YouTube part. Uh, but thanks for tuning in there for the description. And we're going to send it over to Curtis for uh, this week's amazing Kurt Facts. So take it away, Curtis. All right, it's time for another edition of Kurt Facts. Uh, since one of the packs that Aaron ripped last episode was a Legends pack, I thought I would uh, do quick bits on some of the lesser-known players from that pack instead of selecting a different throwback player. This will give listeners an idea of why these players from the pack were considered Legends. The more well-known players in the Legend pack will be saved for a future throwback player review. It is my understanding that the 1988 edition of these uh, Pacific Legends cards included what collectors would consider as true legends of the game, but by 1990, the last year of these sets, there weren't many legends left, and so they even recycled some players they had already done previously. So the first player that uh, Aaron had pulled was Don Kessinger, Kessinger I think is how it's pronounced, and uh, he was pulled from that Pacific Legends pack and is a former shortstop who played mostly with the Cubs from 1964 to 1979. Looking at his career stats of a .252 batting average, 1,931 hits, 14 homers, and 527 ribbies, it's hard to see how Pacific considered him a legend of the game. 
but during the late 60s and early 70s, he was considered one of the top shortstops in the game at a time when light-hitting but slick-fielding shortstops were common. In fact, he once played 54 straight games without making an error and is 14th on the all-time list of career putouts by a shortstop with 6,212. He also was the last player manager in the American League. He is in the Cubs Hall of Fame and was a six-time All-Star who won two Gold Glove Awards. Uh, Next uh, from that pack was uh, Vern Law, and he's a former right-handed pitcher who played from 1950 to 1967, all with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was a two-time All-Star who was part of the Pirates' 1960 World Championship team, and he also won the Cy Young in 1960. He finished his career with 162 wins, 147 losses, a 3.77 earn run average, and 1,092 strikeouts, with his best season being 1960 when he recorded a 20-9 win-loss record, a 3.08 ERA, while leading the NL in complete games. As a hitter, he even compiled career uh, stats of 11 homers, 35 doubles, 7 triples, and 90 RBIs. An injury to his ankle in a bus accident in 1960 actually derailed his career as he was never the same pitcher afterwards. Uh, Marv Throneberry was another one that was uh, pulled from that Pacific Legends pack. He was eleven. He was a left-handed hitting first baseman who played parts of nine major league seasons from 1955 to 1963, compiling stats of a 2.37 average with 53 homers and 170 ribbies. He was more of a legend as a slugger in the minor leagues, where he hit 201 homers in about five minor league seasons, but that never translated to the majors. His other claim to fame is that he was the starting first baseman for the 1962 Mets that set the modern record for the most losses in a season with 120, and he later became the spokesperson for Miller Lite from the Miller Lite commercials of the mid-70s, affectionately called Marvelous Marv. And finally, from the uh, Pacific Legends pack, Ron Hunt was pulled and is a former right-handed hitting second baseman who played 12 Major League seasons from 1963 to 1974, compiling career stats of a 273 average, 39 homers, and 370 ribbies while playing for the Mets, Dodgers, Giants, Expos, and Cardinals. His legendary status is most likely due with, uh, with how often he was hit by pitches. His motto was, some people give their bodies to science, but I give mine to baseball. He was hit by pitches more often than any anyone during his playing days. In 1971, he was hit by pitches 50 times, which is more than anyone in history except for Huey Jennings, who was hit by 51 pitches in 1896. It was well known that he would hold his left arm over the plate and try to get hit to make up for his lack of power and he was also known for picking up the ball that hit him and tossing it back to the pitcher. Remember this was a time when there wasn't any elbow pads or anything to protect the hitter like players wear now but he became proficient at turning his shoulder in so that the ball would just glance off his arm or shoulder without making full contact. 
Many pitchers and managers complained that he was being hit by pitches that should have been called strikes and that he didn't even try to get out of the way. It appears that umpires ignored the rule that says if you get hit by a ball that would have been a strike, the pitch should be called a strike and the batter should not be sent to first base. Umpires also ignore the rule that says the batter must make an effort to get out of the way. His lifetime 243 hit by pitches is fourth all time behind Huey Jennings, who I just mentioned was in the late 1800s, but then y'all will know Craig Biggio and Don Baylor. Okay, from the other pack, from the 1988 Tops Ireland pack, Frank Viola was uh, pulled, and he is a former left-handed starting pitcher who pitched about 15 seasons in the majors from 1982 to 1996, and most notably with the Twins. A three-time All-Star, he won a Cy Young Award in 1988 and won the World Series with the Twins in 1987. He finished his career compiling 176 wins, 150 losses, a 3.73 ERA while striking out 1,844 batters. He also is in the Twins Hall of Fame. It makes sense that he would be included in the limited this limited series of uh, for Ireland uh, since his 1987 stat line was 17 wins, 10 losses with a 2.90 ERA and 197 strikeouts for the season while taking home the World Series MVP award. In 1988, his stat line was 24-7 and with a, a career-low ERA of 2.64, giving up only 20 homers and 54 walks and 255 innings pitched. And finally, Aaron had mentioned Greg being surprised that Greg Walker was um, in this limited edition uh, series, uh, the 1988 Tops Ireland pack. And so I thought, well, I would look at uh, what made him be one of the players that was selected for this uh, limited edition set. And uh, when obviously this was to try to get kids in Ireland and so forth into baseball, so you would think they would be putting, you know, the best play, the top players. Uh, Greg Walker played from 1982 to 1990 for the White Sox, and I was surprised to learn that he finished his career with a 260 average with 113 homers and 444 ribbies. That is an average of about 14 homers and 55 ribbies per season, which are respectable numbers. As far as why he was included in this limited set, it appears that it's because his 1987 stats happened to be the best, his best year of his career when he played in 157 games, batting 256 with 33 doubles, 27 homers, 94 RBIs, and with a 811 OPS. He would never again come close to these stats. Uh, I don't even, I couldn't even hardly remember him, but I know that uh, in 1988 there were not a ton of uh, great players, and so he was one that uh, actually had had a really good season in 87, and it helped him get on the Tops Ireland pack in 88. So that's all for now. We'll talk to you next time. All right, thanks, Curtis. Always an amazing job. Let's head over to YouTube and bust the packs. All right, so like I said, I was going to show you um, if you're looking at uh, YouTube right now, my Ripping Wax Packs uh, episode 100 jersey that my daughter's got me. So here it is. If you're online, it says AVs, Ripping Wax Packs. I'm going to try to turn around and show you the back. It's tough to see, but maybe you can see it there. It says 
episode and then 100 is the number so I thought that was pretty cool hope you could see that I couldn't really tell if you could see the back there but uh, that's what an amazing gift <laughs> so cool that they remembered that um, and uh, the love that they give me for that that's awesome um, all right so 1996 leaf major league baseball here we go green pack all different colors on it some gold um, green it looks like maroon on there um, it's got the uh, 1996 major league leaf 96 baseball all inserts are individually numbered that was the big thing we we're talking about with this serial numbered cards exclusive frank thomas offer inside wrapper so i guess you have to look inside the wrapper it's got some uh it's it's uh says donruss trading cards in the back so this is still made by donruss leaf donruss but it was the first time that leaf was a single set i guess by itself so let's open it up and then we'll have a couple other rips and then we'll finish her up so here we go i just dropped it probably just ruined all the cards but we'll see <laughs> all right so looks like they have no borders really um it just has some uh a color looks like a color down the side depending on the team they're on it looks like um they're all right just kind of a photograph with no border name at the bottom um then on the left side has the team top left corner has their uh, position so that's what it looks like then on the back's got another picture of them in color two of them actually a big picture and a small picture of their head then and it looks like it has their 1995 stats from the year before then their career stats so one one line of stats down the side and then their career stats and then you know um has their oh it doesn't even have their height and weight and all that stuff usually they have that just has their, oh it does have that so around the picture on the bottom has their height weight where they were born and all that kind of good stuff so all right not bad not bad cards here uh, i just for some reason i like cards with borders it's just me i guess so there's mark langston wade boggs looks like it has a crease in it that wasn't from when i dropped them there it looks like it had a crease in it to start with you can see that there's a crease right there goes across the middle wow that's terrible you can see it on the back too wade boggs hall of famer great unbelievable hitter gary de sarcina here's a gold leaf rookie so it's a little bit different looking and it is jeff supan or supan all different colors kind of looks almost like a refractor but i just think it's the way the cards are made Brett Boone, another gold leaf rookie, Jason Schmidt. Got Greg Colbrin. Oh, there's a cool card. Looks like a some type of insert, maybe. Uh, Griffey Jr. Mariners, a 22 karat gold leaf star. Yep, right there. So here we go. This is awesome. This is pretty sweet. We even got a good guy. I mean, they're all going to be good, but a Hall of Fame, amazing player, one of the best players ever. It says Gold Leaf Star there, 22 karat Gold Leaf Star right there at the bottom. And uh, it looks a lot different than the other cards compared to the other cards there. 
it's gold. And then on the back, here's what we're talking about. Serial, we got a serial Griffey, pretty cool. So right here, 534 out of 2,500 Griffey's. So we'll look up that one later and see how much it, its value is on eBay. Just tells a little bit about Ken Griffey in 1995 here. That's sweet though, awesome. A Griffey Jr. 22 karat gold leaf rookie card that's serial numbered. So that's what we mean. I'm glad we got that to show you. Pretty awesome. All right, next card. Um, said Greg Colburn already. Brady Anderson, one of the guys known from the, we think in the steroid era, because he had 50 homers one year, I think, and then never had that again, I think. I could be wrong. Chipper Jones, Hall of Famer, one of the best switch hitters of all time. Another gold leaf rookie. Oh, look at that. Man, what a pack. Gold leaf rookie. I don't know why it's gold leaf rookie. His rookie was 1993. Huh. Maybe Kurt could look that up. Why in 1996 it's a Derek Jeter gold leaf rookie. Maybe it's just telling about when he was a rookie. I'm not sure. It's a 96 card. And it says gold leaf rookie Derek Jeter. That's weird. And then Tim Nearing. All right, there's that pack. Uh, since it was kind of a smaller pack, we got a couple packs here. This is that we've done a bit on this one before, Archives 2021 Tops, but we're gonna open these, my favorite newer type of card, the Archives, because these look like 63, uh, 87, and I think, Oh no, these are this is 21, so these are a little different. So this is 1973 tops lookalikes. Tyler Glass now. Um, I think this is 57 tops. Albert Pujols. This is 63 tops lookalike. Jorge Solar or George. Ooh, a tribesman. Andres uh, Jimenez. I think he's an All Star last year. Rookie card. See the RC up there. Nick Madrigal, looks like a 1983 Topps card, uh, rookie card. Murderer's Row, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth card. That's cool, little insert. Um, this looks like a Topps Big card from like 1988 or 89, 89 probably. Yadier Molina, oh, Pujols and Molina, the guys that retired in the same one here. Ooh, this is awesome, Babe Ruth card. Man, two Babe Ruths and one. It's got, kind of looks like a, it's an insert, but number 259 there, but it's got all his stats in the back. If you ever look at Babe Ruth stats, unbelievable. And then Jeff McNeil, this looks like a, it's like a 50, Tops 50 edition. I think this looks like 19, or was this 2001 Tops, I think is what that looks like. All right, so there's some archives from 2021. All different uh, throwbacks. And this is um, Topps GQ here. Um, it's got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on the front. Uh, Gypsy Queen, that is. G GQ, Gypsy Queen. All right, and our winner, before we look at the Gypsy Queen pack, is Matt Benjamin. Episode 105. Thanks, Matt, for your support. You'll be getting some cards from the Podcasts and some free wax packs. All right, we got Mr. Clark Schmidt. We have Mr. Romy Gonzalez. These are cool. They're like uh, artist renderings. Um, Eloy Jimenez. 
We have a rookie card of Stuart Fairchild. We have David Boat. And the back of these just look like uh, they kind of have a, a border on them. Tells a little bit about them. This one's actually a green bordered card. Um, we have Hans Grouse. Kraus, Kraus, Kraus looks like. And then we have Davy Garcia from the Yankees. All right, so there's our extra rip packs there, but our main pack was 1996 uh, Fleer, uh, Leaf, and we had some really good cards in there. Again, here's that Griffey, serial numbered Griffey, gold, 22 karat star card out of 2,500. So pretty cool pull there. All right, we're going to go finish up the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And remember to check out our other podcast, CBs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast that comes out once a month. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their families. And thanks always to Curtis for researching for the Kurt Facts segment. The listeners love you, Curtis. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs Podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.